uh, go for launch. Five. Quiet, numbskulls. I'm broadcasting. Anything can happen in the next half hour. Four. My friend, we cannot keep this a secret any longer. This whole thing is insane. Three. Quiet, please. I am analyzing. Where's the kaboom? Two. There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. One. Greetings, my fellow galactic travelers, and welcome back to Planet 8. This is your mission commander, Larry, speaking to you from our hidden base. Chief Engineer Bob is here by my side, as always, in the command center, and circling Planet 8 in our orbital spy satellite is Reconnaissance Officer Karen. And on this episode of Planet 8, we're going to head into the go-back machine. We're going to take a look at some of the events, films, TV shows, and whatnot in 2023 straight away. Let's kick it over to Chief Engineer Bob. Bob, lead the well, way. You know, I made a I made a list of genre films, and some of the films were a little kind of like on the outskirts of the genre, but I was surprised at how many movies came out last year because I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I don't know. I don't think I saw that many movies last year. And then I made the list. I'm like, Oh, crap. I saw a bunch of movies. So I'm going to kind of go down the list and we'll kind of comment on them. Seen them, not seen them, like them, don't like them, whatever. We'll figure it out. So the first one, and this is kind of like in the order in which they came out last year. So I didn't do any favorites or preferences. So the first one was Megan. Ah, yes. Creepy doll movie. Did you, any of you guys see it? Nope. I did. Yeah, I saw it as well. We watched it yeah, a week and a half ago, I guess. Uh, um, I, I actually went with some friends, Chad and Jenny Martin, Jazz and I, uh, my cousin Pete, to the UA Theater in Berkeley before they shut it down. Uh, it's no longer there, but um, yeah, we saw that movie there. And... You know, it was entertaining. It, I, I don't own the physical media. I never saw it a second time um, for and a while. I, mean, I probably won't see it again, but yeah, it was it was OK. It was enjoyable. What cracked me up was that little dance she does. Yeah, yeah. Came really popular. That lasts for maybe 15 seconds in the movie. <laughs> it's I, not a I know. Wednesday dance that goes on for a while. It was just like. Well, with all the reels and the TikToks and all the, yeah. you know, everyone is. Put it on a loop, I guess. I don't. I don't need to see any creepy little dolls running around. It's <laughs> definitely not something that's on my my list to watch. I've, I have enough things to like give me nightmares. I don't need to add the fuel to the fire. Well, yeah. Every, every once in a while, you need a creepy little doll. <laughs> yeah. You guys can I have it's a talking Tina or Megan or whatever. It's... Yeah, that that's a good yeah analogy. It, it's like this generation's talking Tina. That's right. So, uh, second one that came out was Shin Ultraman. Didn't see it. It's on my list. It was good. It wasn't great. And if you've seen episodes of the original Ultraman, specifically the five or six that are in this base, this movie's based on, then you'll you kind of know what's coming. You know. Oh, here's Zerab. He's going to try to take over. You know, he's going to um, 
look like the evil Ultraman and fight Ultraman. Oh, here's Memphilos and he's going to take over the world. You know, things like that. I mean, it's all, there's no big surprises in it, but it's a, it's a nice homage to uh, the original Ultraman. Definitely worth a look. Cool. Um, then we had Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm. Wait, that was this year? It was like January, February, something like that of this year. Holy Not this cow. Year. This is 2024 we're in here. So I mean, okay, yeah. <laughs> early of 2023. But, wow. Um, yeah. I would have sworn that came out in like the end of 2022. That actually, really, that came out in 2023. Uh, according to the list I saw online, yes. I, I know this is a good episode when we shock Walker. Because <laughs> I, because I was looking at stuff too. I didn't, I didn't see that. I mean, I saw um, Ant Man yeah. uh, in February. Well, anyway, then let's skip it because we already did an episode on it, right? <laughs> we talked about it. I remember because everyone was so just excited about Submariner. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> Um, okay, how about Knock at the Cabin? M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong. Uh, I did not. Uh, it had, um, what's his face? Yeah, from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah Batista. Yep. And the young girl. Um, no, I didn't see it. <laughs> It well, it was good. I that's another one that we watched uh, like a week and a half or so ago, and uh, Dave Batista, you know, he's obviously nothing like Drax in this. Yeah, but uh, he, you know, basically, he and his cohorts go to this cabin where these two fathers and their daughter are uh, staying for a little vacation, and they end up capturing them, tying them up. And the whole movie is basically one of you, one of the three of you has to die. Yeah. No. And you guys have to decide which one it's going to be. And each time they ask, who's it going to be? And they refuse to answer. There's another disaster that happens in the world. Hmm. And uh, the, the good, the nice thing about this movie is you don't know. It's like, okay, is this really causing these disasters or are these disasters just happening? And at one point, you know, they're turning on the TV and showing them the disasters. And one of the characters are like, you know, oh, you've got this recorded, you're playing it off something, you know, this isn't really happening. And um, it has a nice, you know, being M. Night Shaman, uh, it has a nice twist ending to it. But uh, it's good. I would recommend it if you have not seen it. I will add that one to the list too. There you go. The next one was Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, which I know we spoke about. Yeah. I mean, at the time, I enjoyed it. In retrospect, maybe having Ant Man beat Kang was maybe not the best idea for Marvel, but, um, you know, at the time, it, it seemed like an enjoyable little film. Well, it was a nice showcase for Kang if he's not going to be around anymore, or we'll see what happens going forward. It, it was a little too busy for me. Uh, I enjoyed Ant-Man 1 and 2 more than 3. 
Fair enough. There you go. All right. How's about Shazam Fury of the Gods? Um, I saw it. It was okay. Uh, again, wouldn't buy the physical media. Won't watch it again. But, you know. Yeah, I think it was on Max or something. So I ended up watching it just because it didn't cost me anything. Yeah. And uh, Helen I, I, I'm not a big Shazam fan. So, you know, I, I like it was okay that. for what it was. Yeah, I like Zach Levi. Uh, I, I liked him in that show Chuck way back in the day. And, yeah, it, you know, it was okay. Not as good as the first one, in my opinion. I still haven't seen the first one. Did you see the second one? I haven't seen that neither. Oh. She ain't no Shazam <laughs> fan. I'm a, Guardian, I'm a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. We talked about that as well. So go back and watch that episode. It was okay. I think that was the best recent Marvel movie we've had in a while. Mm. Which that's kind of like a low tent pole, I know, but yeah, <laughs> I probably enjoyed the Marvels a little bit more. I think for me, the well, when we talked about it, I think the Guardians of the Galaxy three, it was just a little too much like obvious with the whole rocket plot, like it's like, yes, I know you want me to be sad. And it's like, it, it didn't feel uh, natural enough. Like they were just working me. They were working me too much. It was Spielbergian. You know, with the first movie, the whole thing, Groot sacrifice, and, and that it was very organic. Yeah. It felt a, a part of the story. And, uh, you know, not that rocket, it's not like torture porn, but it, it's almost like, yeah. you know, they, they they hurt his family and his friends and just, right, to to to, to get us to, to cry. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, the big man has no problem with his man tears, but don't, don't. Don't force the man tears. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I thought, I mean, I love the first movie. And I thought, you know, some movies, it's like everything just clicks and everything works. And, you know, when you're going in thinking, I'm going to see a raccoon and a talking tree and, <laughs> and it comes through and it works and it surprises you. And then I think the ones after just kind of. Well, the second one to me was great, too. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And, you know, and, and yeah. that kind of father bond and, you know, that to me worked. Um yeah, but the third one just... Well, now, the Christmas that... special was good. Sorry. The thing is, with the Guardians... Before you see three, but... When, when Marvel put out Guardians, and like Bob said, they had a, a tree and a talking raccoon, that was the point where he said, Marvel can get away with anything, right? And then for a while, they could, so... And I remember... That we were talking about it, and Karen had said, I'm, I firmly believe that Marvel can make a movie about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, and it'll just do phenomenal box box office. So, unfortunately, they were probably listening. <laughs> yeah, that was our last episode. They right. bought their own hype. Yeah, yeah, uh, check our last episode. Let's see. After that, well, this is not really genre related, but I did throw in John Wick Chapter Four, which. I don't know. The Johnson family here, we love John Wick, so 
I loved the first couple of movies. One and maybe two, but after a while, and this was my complaint. This is so funny because, you know, I'll watch Flash and Spider-Man and Batman versus Superman. And I'm okay with people flying and getting beaten up. But when you have like, I, I know he's an assassin, but Jesus Christ, this guy was like flying through walls and, you know, from the first movie of, well, you know, two-story fall by the time you get to the fourth and fifth film or whatever it's like a 20-story fall and he's still alive and he cuts his finger and gets shot and he's still able to do samurai you know sword fighting and i don't know i just my mother loves it she absolutely oh she you know (laughs) yeah you know she'll she'll come over and visit the johnson family any day (laughs) we'll do a john wick marathon maybe next uh (laughs) years Jasmine likes it too. She's a big Keanu I, fan, so I'm all yeah, that, you know that, that's that's all good. Uh, the next one is a little film called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, mm. which was probably one of the better films. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I liked it as much as the first one, but it was definitely one of the stronger genre films for me. It's all going to depend on how the third one ties it all together. Yeah, it's kind of tough because it's in the middle there. Yeah. It's very much like um, like Daniel Craig's first three Bond movies. Quantum of Solace being in the middle, it seemed like a middle movie. Yeah. Wasn't a really good beginning, not a really good end. It was just a big middle. So this might basically suffer from the same fact that it was a middle film but we shall see then again so was uh empire strikes back right there you go so there is a are ways to make a good middle film how about transformers rise of the beasts not we kind of binged our way through the transformer movies and then we watched that one and uh debbie and michael are big transformer fans so Mm. um they're okay. A bunch of big clanking metal battles and yeah. robot beasts and things like that. And uh, Optimus Prime and all. Um, again, it's kind of mindless adventure entertainment. Optimus Primal. How about The Flash? Oh. Ooh. Yes. I saw it on HBO just recently. Maybe a couple months ago, whenever it came out. I think last time we talked about it, Karen hadn't seen it yet. Right. What, what did you think, Karen? Uh, I'm glad Michael Keaton was in it. He was entertaining. Oh, he was really good. I mean, I guess they decided not to make any more Michael Keaton Batman movies, but... That's too bad. That kind of got your hopes up. Yeah, he, he was he was entertaining. I enjoyed seeing him in it. Yeah, um, I, I don't know, I was... Kind of a big mess of a movie. Some interesting parts here and there, but yeah, just another overstuffed burrito for me. No point. I'm, I'm kind of I'm a Grant Gustin guy, so I'm not really big into yeah. Miller. So yeah, um, I just think he, yeah, he's too freaking goofy as a flash. He's, yeah, he's kind of annoying. Yeah, and that's besides all of his other uh, extracurricular activities so yeah i'm not yeah i wasn't taking in anything outside the movie i was just i was just trying to watch the movie like okay here's a character in this film and not 
paying attention to outwards outside stuff but what thinkest thou larry i loved it if (laughs) it (laughs) i I didn't love it uh yeah michael keaton was great uh i'm a big fan of of grant's flash as well um this ezra guy he did okay i mean you know i liked him in justice league too that you know, he thinks he can get one on Superman and he's going super fast and Superman just goes, what? And he's like, Whoa. Um, I will give you that. That's an amusing scene. Yeah. In that movie. Um, and I like the way he runs kind of like that jerky little. Um... He's such a terrible runner. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it, it, it it's kind of like a, a strange puppet kind of run. I, I don't own the didn't get the physical media, so I liked it, but wanted to love it and just how does it stack up to batman versus superman nope (laughs) Uh, doesn't doesn't say even with michael keaton and the sad thing is you know my understanding is had had it done great at the box office michael keaton would have got his own batman movie batman three if you will or four um and who knows what you know that that could have done warner brothers has just made a mess of things um their their hbo max is all goofed up and they're sending dc stuff over to hulu and uh you know the batgirl movie they canned it so they could get a tax write-off and yeah yeah, i didn't i didn't understand that at all it's like you've made this movie you spend all this money on it even if it's a tax write-off just throw it on max. And it's right. Cause you would have made more money worldwide. Cause you know, they're, they're going to watch it on, you know, Greek max and Japan max or whatever. It, it would have made money. Um, and the, the tax write-off is not that big of a write-off, but it's done over years as a, anyway, I won't. There's some accounting trick in there. That- yeah. You know, there is, and there was some other stuff that they, they did the same thing to uh, anyway. So, yeah. All right. The next one is Asteroid City. Huh? I've not Asteroid seen it City, yet. Which people kept telling me is so good, so good. And Tom Hanks is in it, and Scarlett Johansson's in it, and yeah, there's other big stars in it. It's really, I mean, it's if you guys have any drugs, <laughs> take them before watching this movie because yeah, it's basically this city in the this town in the middle of the desert where this asteroid had crashed and you know there's it's kind of an alien invasion type thing loosely but the whole film all the sets are really colorful one dimensional backgrounds so it's almost like you're watching a play and, you know, the buildings aren't like fully realized buildings. And it's just, you have to see it to get it. And even when you see it, you may not get it. But, uh, you know, it's, it's entertaining. Um, the acting. And this is like one thing I have, one problem I have with a lot of movies like, you know, Lost Skeleton and Cadaver and things. When people do movies based on an era, especially like the 50s. They overdo the acting style 
So it's like, you know, back then, yeah, they, they talked fast. They talked, you know, using a lot of long sentences that you wouldn't usually use in normal conversation. And, uh, and a lot of the actors were from the stage. So they're emoting more. And so it's almost like the acting is like a parody of the acting in those genre films. And it gets to be kind of distracting and yeah, I see what they're trying to do, but it ain't quite working. It's going to be a hard pass for me. Let's move on to our next film. <laughs> well, you know, get the drugs. It might be okay. You know, I'd enjoy it. It's like that Nicholas Cage movie, Mandy, where you got all coked out and it's like, I, I want to see that. I haven't seen that. Oh, oh it is God. so entertaining. It, it is so bizarre. Um, it, yeah. Anyway. Um, I threw an extraction too, which was a Netflix movie only because oh. it starred Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. I saw the first one. I and didn't catch it. It's almost second. like John Wick, a little more military version of John Wick. Yeah. Haven't seen that one. It was it was okay. If you like the John Wick type stuff. Uh, how about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? Which I know we've talked about before. Yeah, I, and I, I've seen it since uh, on Disney and, and it's really grown on. You know, I was okay with it, but I like it. I, I enjoyed it. I saw it again. Well, I struggled to watch it again because... <laughs> We were, we were trying to watch it over New Year's Eve, and one of our dogs has a terrible fear of fireworks. And the medication, the new medication that the doctors told us to try, did absolutely nothing for the poor dog. And so basically for six hours, he was running back and forth in the house barking. And so we were trying to watch Indiana Jones and struggling, and we paused it at a certain point and then picked it up later. Um, I I think maybe I enjoyed it a little less the second time around, but I think oh. it's because there were certain parts that really dragged for me. Mm -hmm. Of course, having a dog running behind you barking <laughs> for hours is going to well, make gonna you say, not enjoy it. If the dog's medication actually worked, if it was better, you could use it while watching Asteroid City. Yeah, well, <laughs> I thought at one point I would just use the medication on myself, but... <laughs> You know, I wasn't I still I still don't think the, the this Indiana Jones movie deserves all the crap that it's been given. I, I think yeah, it, it was it was pretty good. I mean yeah, yeah. it was a good way out. I mean it was yeah. a good way to end you and know. I think they need to end it. I don't think they need to do another one. I know I heard talk like, well, you know, Harrison would be willing to do another. It's like, no, just just Go you wouldn't want to see any uh, indie offspring or anything. Yeah, let's just. I I would be okay if if they were to have Harrison Ford on his deathbed, uh, giving the hat to the actor that plays Short Round, and the series becomes The Adventures of Short Round. Ooh. I, I'd watch. Uh, not Shia LaBeouf or whatever. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> give, give it to the give it to the Goonie. I, I'd I'd watch that. All right. Uh, this next one, I know. I think I can predict your guys' reactions on this one. That would be Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
That that was really predictable. Yeah, I I loved it. I I've become a big fan of the Mission Impossible. <laughs> Poor Larry, <laughs> the Mission Impossible film. I was I was surprised how good Haley Atwell was in that movie. Oh yeah. And Simon Pegg, he's getting bigger, bigger roles. Always love watching him. Um, Bing Rames, the whole team is really fun to watch now. Yeah. Larry's oh, favorite Larry. actor, Tom Cruise, was good. <laughs> and, he ran really well in the movie again. <laughs> doing all his own stunts and everything. So, so did Ezra Miller. He ran really good in, in his Flash movie. <laughs> Ezra Miller needs to learn from Tom Cruise how to actually run. You never put your arms in front of your body when you're running. You keep your arms at your side. Make some fists, you know. You know. Um, so... Anyway, yeah, but next talk about part two <laughs> on the show it comes out. But uh God, I hope we don't do an episode on that. <laughs> <laughs> um the next one is a little film called Oppenheimer. Ah. Yeah. Did everyone see Oppenheimer? Yes. Yes. I saw it, enjoyed it, did not see Barbie. But um, yeah, I did not do the Barbenheimer thing, but yeah, I, a lot of people were doing Barbenheimer. I that's what they called just it. saw Barbie over the holiday break, and I have to say, it was quite entertaining. I was really surprised. Yeah, that's what I've actually heard is that it's actually pretty funny. But it is; it's really funny and it's really thought provoking and heart warming and all that stuff. And very, so I, it's very pink though. Yeah, so you have to deal with that. But but I would say, you know, check it out. It's on I think it's I think we saw it on Prime. Walker, hold up both your hands right now and if I see this, I know you've been replaced. <laughs> <laughs> who is this person who didn't I like too much for the last Indiana Jones enjoyed Mission Impossible and Barbie? You know what? As we go through life, Larry, Things happen. Things happen to your body as you get older, Larry, and yeah. your body chemistry changes, your mind, your mind. changes, grows, expands. Not and for me and Bob. <laughs> We're still into the Kung Fu and Dynamite. Well, yeah. yeah, I thought Oppenheimer was really good. I was really impressed with the cast in Oppenheimer. Yeah. Um, the storytelling. I was impressed with Robert Downey Jr. I, I didn't realize he yeah, was, he was almost unrecognizable. Well, uh, supposedly he, they predict that he'll be up for uh, best supporting actor in the Oscars. Hmm. Um, no, so. but I agree with you, Walker. That was that was a nice little film. A lot of dialogue. Yeah, but you see him in the movie, and he's playing this old guy, and you're thinking, "Oh man, there's no way he could go back and be Tony Stark at this point." <laughs> oh, he he played such a jerk, and you know. I don't know how historically accurate all of that was. Um, I, I know, you know, there there was some political stuff going on in McCarthyism and all that. Um, but boy, what a jerk! Oh, man. Well, you know, going think things it, have changed in Washington. Yeah. I hadn't really <laughs> read much up on it going into seeing it, and I thought, okay, it's about you know making the atomic bomb and all that. But he realized that it's really about his life before, during, and after right. the bomb and, and, you know, how he had to deal with make, creating this weapon that 
killed so many people and you know is now sort of a doomsday device and basically yeah right. really genies out of the bottle hanging heavy so yeah i it was yeah, funny too definitely. before before the movie knowing that it was like a three hour plus uh, pretty fast though that yeah that was the thing it was like i was like hesitant to go but then once we were in it it just seemed to go by really fast so the pacing was really good well walker as you said we get older our minds and our bladders uh well, the minds expand but the bladders shrink so so i had to let's see if you watch it. it at home on on tv then uh that's what we did every your bladder that's what we did is like potty break <laughs> okay oh yes <laughs> Now, did you have this problem with like Endgame? You know, I, I did, but I knew I was going to see it multiple times. And so I would remember where I went the first time <laughs> and I'd, I'd push it a little, you know, because I already saw the movie at that point. So I could pee at any point during the second movie and just rewatch what I missed the first Actually, time. Actually, you have one of the best bladders, though, of anybody I know. Oh, I thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you 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 hold it the longest of probably any of my friends. <laughs> well, oh my! That that'll become a, a a question when we start going to uh, conventions and stuff, and we have a panel. <laughs> Who has the best bladder, Karen, Bob, or Larry? <laughs> I tell you, man, I, I see like outside lands and all these like concerts and a big field of people. And let's think about myself, like in the middle of that crowd and suddenly you got to, <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's when you need the jet pack. So you can just hover above <laughs> and zip over to the porta potty. And back. Oh, I thought you were going to say just hover above. <laughs> <laughs> Sprinkler system. Right. Water the lawns. Uh, next movie. Next yeah. movie is um, Last Voyage of the Demeter. I wanted to see that. I've yet to see that. Yeah, we have it queued up. but mm. um, I have seen it. In fact, I watched it just before our vampire episode and didn't really mm. get too into it in that episode. But um, it's very good. I mean, obviously, for those who don't know, it's based on just a little tiny part of the Dracula story where Dracula basically boards the ship over in Transylvania and takes it to London where he comes out. And so it's basically what happened during that voyage. Cause when you, when you see in the original movie, Renfield's the only one left and then the rest of the crew has been killed and it's like, wow, okay, that sounds cool, but what happened? And so this one shows you, what happened? And what you know, at the beginning of the voyage, he's more of a Nosferatu type vampire, mm. and kind of evolves into you know, the uh, the Dracula we know. So um, it's good. I would definitely probably one of the better horror movies of twenty twenty three. I would definitely recommend it. You have to catch okay. that. Oh. Uh, let's see. After Voyage of Demeter. Blue Beetle, which I did see and like my two hours of life back, but Bob Bob scared me after he told me about it, so I'm like, nope, yeah, not gonna go. Blue Beetle. I mean, 
they talk about people getting superhero fatigue. And I don't really think, you know, you come out with a good superhero movie, it's going to do good. You come out with a Blue Beetle, <laughs> going to be some fatigue. <laughs> I would not recommend it. On the flip side of the coin, the next one would be the Marvels. Huh. And uh, have we that was enjoyable. The Marvels. Yeah, I thought it was a, a fun little movie. You know, I enjoyed the Miss Marvel TV show, and and it kind of like paid off and some stuff with her family in the movie and the whole Kamala Khan, which is surprising to me. I think we talked about this in one of the episodes. Uh, the, the yeah, the MCU. Uh, her starting the Young Avengers, I, I hated the idea of a comic book of, of Young Avengers, but I'm okay with the movie uh, just because the actresses are so charming and um, really, really do their characters justice. Yeah, I didn't think the movie deserved the bad press or bad word of mouth that it got. I mean, it was basically proclaimed a bomb before it even came out in theaters, Yeah, uh, which they do every once in a while to films that don't deserve it like John Carter or uh speed racer or iron giant. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I don't have a problem really with Brie Larson that some people I guess do. Uh, so I enjoyed the movie. I, you know, it was, it was good. Nick Fury, Samuel L. Jackson is always good. Much better Nick Fury than, uh, well, like we said, than um, secret, secret invasion. invasion. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I thought it was fun. It was short. It was like, what, 90 minutes? I think it was the shortest Marvel movie yeah. to date. And, uh, but I think that worked in his favor because there's not a lot of wasted scenes in the movie. Right. Moves along at a pretty brisk pace. Yeah, it was a great popcorn movie. Mm -hmm. I, I don't own the physical media. But I don't think the physical media is out yet. That's your, yeah, your disclaimer. When it, yeah, when when it comes out, I I may pick it up. Just for fun. Yeah, just to have in the collection. Um, <laughs> the next one is Godzilla minus one. Oh. Uh, my favorite of the year, obviously. But, um, yeah, I just, it's such an excellent movie. And it keeps getting, you know, it's, it's just a little Japanese film. And it just keeps getting extended. I think uh, it's extended through January 17th now. And they just released, or they're going to release a black and white version in Japan in theaters. So, because uh, everybody was talking about how it's almost like a prequel to the original Godzilla or it's, you know, it's taking place back in the mid-40s, basically. So they're releasing a black and white version, which I don't think they'll do here, but I'm hoping it'll be on the Blu-ray as an option. But, yeah, uh, I, I I love that movie. And, you know, Jasmine's only exposure to Godzilla was Godzilla versus Kong, and, and she loved that movie you know the way that it played out and stuff and i was kind of lukewarm with it but boy you know it it it's so wonderful when 
you know, just like Wrath of Khan, when she saw Wrath of Khan for the first time, when she saw Night of the Living Dead for the first time, that that these films still have resonance and the stories, you know, still speak to the human spirit. And have you seen it, Walker? You know, I went to uh, see where I could go see it, I think the second or third week. And by the time I went to see, you know, where it was at, the two theaters that I was looking at had moved it to um, like the living room theater where they only had like seven rows of seats. And I, I don't want to go do that. So I'll probably just wait for it to, to come out on streaming. Okay. Well, we will, we will not say uh, anything. So at the end, (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe Giger showed up. I mean, that was ballsy. (laughs) Um, Let me just say, Walker audience, the man tears multiple times throughout the film. Well, that was the thing about the movie is that the characters are so strong. Oh, and probably the best. Because a lot of people are like, oh, you know, there's too many people in there. We want to see the monsters, and it's like, well, no, this the characters they keep your interest, and you you have an actual feeling for them, so that when things do happen. You're more invested in the character than you are in, you know. And it, it seems like a real story, too. It's like, hey, look, I'm not knocking. I had a discussion with Chad a week ago. I'd never seen Final Wars, Godzilla Final Wars, the 50th anniversary. Um, and I think it was the director of 1985 directed that film, too. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, this has to be really good. I, I mean, I, I didn't care for... The, the alien guy and he was kind of dancing around in his little, oh, okay, now we're going to send over. Uh, I'm like, what is this? this... Anyway, uh, minus one, though. And, and and when you do see it, Walker, we shall talk. <laughs> All right. What, about minus one or about Final Wars? <laughs> we can talk about Final Wars now if you want. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick, a quick, quick, quick story about Final Wars. We went down to the Egyptian theater for the red carpet premiere of Final Wars. And uh, that was when Godzilla got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and everything else. And um, Kevin and I were sitting together watching the movie. And as soon as we the movie was over, and yeah, you know, they had the cast there and big wigs from Toho and everything else. And Shogo Tomiyama, who was uh, basically the executive producer uh, you know, a lot of the films in that era. He comes walking up and he comes right up to me and Kevin and said, what do you think? And we were just like, uh, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, no, we were, we were just kind of like dumbfounded after sitting through it. And then, yeah, he comes up. The Toho guy comes up and yeah, that's rough. So, anyways, all right. So Godzilla minus one, go see it, go see it, go see it before it leaves theaters. It may never leave theaters. They keep extending it. I mean, who knows? It may it may play in theaters forever. And, and I'll say this: you know, you do not have to be a fan of monster movies or Godzilla movies or and and you know. It, Godzilla's name is in the title, but it it's really not about Godzilla. You know, it, he's a part of the story, 
but I, I almost took it as, you know, he was the B side of the story, not the A side, which again, well, I had a, I had a friend at work ask me, can, can uh, my family and I go see this? Do we have to, there's like 30 Godzilla movies. Do we have to watch all of those before we go see this? <laughs> yeah. No. It stands completely on its own. It's a, its own world. So yeah, no, you, you can go without, even ever seeing a Godzilla movie. And it's so funny because in the first Godzilla, you know, the, the American version, they introduced Steve Martin um, to kind of bridge the gap of cultures, I guess, Bob. Well, I, well, I, I mean, I, if you think about it, the first movie was 1954, which is only like nine or 10 years after we dropped the bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And it's like, you know, there was still a lot and yeah, it probably is today too. But I mean, back then, there's still a lot of Japanese prejudice. So, oh, I... you know, they felt they could not just release a Japanese movie, even if it's dubbed, and have it be any kind of commercial success. So they brought in Raymond Burr and they shot his scenes like over a couple of days and edited them pretty seamlessly into the movie. I and I kind of look at it as when you're watching the original Gojira or you're watching Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's the same event seen from two different perspectives. Mm. King of the Monsters, you see it from Steve Martin's perspective, right. reporter. In the original, you see it from that reporter's perspective and the Japanese, right. you know, citizens and that. So it's like, here's a movie and then here's an American who was there during that time and is reacting to what happened in that movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I mean, yeah. I enjoy both. I mean, obviously I grew up with the Raymond Burr version. Yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. Me too. Uh oh, technical difficulties. So the only, well, I dropped my list on the floor, ah. but the only, uh, other movie. I, oh no, I had two more movies on here. Uh, one is Rebel Moon Part One. Oh my God! Okay, we watched that the other night too. Oh, you did see it? Yeah. I mean, that thing would probably have been a half hour shorter if you took all the slow motion parts <laughs> and showed them at normal speed. <laughs> I love slow motion. Oh my God! So much slow motion. And then once I noticed it, I couldn't stop noticing it. There, and it was like, oh my God, every action scene is a slow motion. Yeah, that was, I just thought that was a complete utter waste of time. I have not seen the I've, I've seen it. I don't know. I kind of, yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. But I mean, yeah, it was sort of, yeah. Um, I didn't have as big a problem with, with it as Karen did, but with with the slow motion just like and i haven't seen it but i understand what you're saying walker just like with the uh the um scorpion king and we talked about this in one of our episodes i think we'll stop motion where the the cgi was just so bad it, it removes you mm -hmm. from the film yeah um <clears throat> i love kingdom of the spiders and i never noticed this before we've been watching a lot of uh i've introduced jasmine to twilight zone and so we watch twilight zone episode every night and and now we're starting over uh you know season one episode we're up to episode three 
But the Invaders, the music that they played on the Invaders episode of Twilight Zone is the music that they play on Kingdom of the Spiders. And I just, every time they played the same piece of music, I, they, they did the movie on the cheap. It, it just kind of like struck me and kind of got me out of the, you know, mm -hmm. feel of it, but. Well, I mean, you know, the last thing I would say about Rebel Moon is it's basically Seven Samurai in space. Yeah. It's the exact same story as the Seven Samurai. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Given a a modern spacey twist. I'm I'm glad that he wound up doing Snyder wound up doing it this way and that it they didn't let him make a Star Wars. That's <laughs> next film. Ugh. Next film, last film. I don't think any of us seen it. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Nope. Well, then we can skip right over that. How about some TV? Well, I had a movie. Yeah. A oh, couple of movies, but I'll just throw out one to see if you guys saw it. Because no, put them out there. There were a number of films that we watched over the holidays that we didn't see in the theater, but we did see on streaming. Uh, one of them was The Creator. Did not see that. You guys did not see that. So, I think it was um, on the list, but we didn't get to it. So it has, uh, was it John David uh, Washington? It's Denzel Washington's kid. Oh, okay. Who's been in a number of films. I think he was in, um, oh gosh, not Inception. The other movie that Nolan made with time distortion. Oh, the space thing. Uh, anyway. And yeah, involved involves a uh, sort of this war against AIs and this guy who's sent to like destroy the AIs and then winds up throwing in with the AIs. And I don't know, I didn't really know what I was supposed to, it's like you, they take a side with the AIs basically, like we're supposed to feel like, oh, we shouldn't be wanting to eliminate these AI beings but it's sort of like yeah but aren't they gonna wind up eventually replacing i don't know it was weird i i didn't know how i felt about it yeah hey, wasn't that the one where they had the like cylindrical holes in their heads or yeah they have these like holes in their heads which and again it was like a weird design choice to me like why would they even be built that way so you know yeah i can see from larry's face he's like Oh, man, I wouldn't have wanted to be sitting in the theater with Karen that day watching the movie. Um, yeah, there, I had a lot of questions about that movie. Um, so that was one of them. Uh, we also watched uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which was actually much better than I thought it would be. It was funny. It was cute. Never played the game, did not see the movie. And then um, Renfield was another oh, one. Yes, I did see that. was good. Yeah. List. I thought that was pretty funny. It was entertaining. It was. It was. Okay. I, I liked uh, his portrayal of Dracula. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. 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 It, was, it was fairly crazed, but, you know, that's what you expect from Nicholas Cage, right? Um, and the other, the, uh, gosh, I can't, I can't remember the, is it Nicholas... It's not Nicholas Holt. He was in X Men. Yeah, the the beast. Renfield. Uh, yeah. Can't think of his name. I, I think. Yeah. 
he was I thought he did a, a nice job too. He handled the comedy well. Um so anyway, those were just and a Aquafina was was part of the cast. Oh yeah, she was good actually. Yeah. She was really good in that. Um so those were a few of the movies we we caught um well on holiday. Holiday. Jolly, yes, those are all like very Christmassy movies. So, oh yes, so heartwarming and you know lift up the spirit. We saw a holiday movie. Jasmine, like I said, is a huge John Wick, and I can't think of the name of the damn movie. Um, Silent Night, I think it was called, or Silent. I think it was Silent Night, and it it's basically this guy, uh, his son gets shot by these gangsters or hoodlums. And he gets shot too, and he can't talk anymore. He's, he lost the ability to talk. And he trains himself lifting like, you know, bottles of water and, and you know, doing his own target practice and gets himself to a point where he, he goes after the main gangster, the head of this drug cartel. And there are levels to this building that, and he fights different people and the police get Like game like, of death. That's right. So basically just John Wick with another you know, and, and when Jasmine puts her phone down, it's like, oh, oh and I'm I was fell asleep. I, you was know. With David Harbour? Yeah. Okay. With, is no, it Silent Night? But I didn't see the movie. Ah, I, you know. And now I'm gonna have to wait till next Christmas because I can't watch <laughs> like Christmas season. So yeah, we we uh yeah, so yeah, you don't have to watch it though. I mean, if, if you get a chance to. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about some TV. Well, we'll zip through some TV real quick because some of these we talked about already, and then you know, there's not as many as there were movies, obviously. But the first one I thought was one of the better ones. That would be The Last of Us. Yeah, it was a really good show. Surprising was not what I expected. It was much better than I expected. You didn't expect mushroom zombies? I I didn't expect <laughs> the emotional depth of the show. Yeah. Between Pedro Pascal and the and the girl? Yeah, and then just also the supporting characters, the, uh -huh. some of the background stories that they told. Um all of that, yeah, was surprising to me because I thought, well, I never played the game, so I had no idea yeah, what the game was about. But, you know, just like oh, another zombie thing, kind of tired of all the zombie stuff. But, you know, I heard good stuff about it, so I checked it out. And, yeah, it was surprisingly um, affecting. The the uh, young girl uh, is a very strong actress from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's she's solid. Pedro Pascal is a good actor, but yeah, yeah, he was he was okay, but he wasn't a standout for me. But um, it, was, it was a great series. Yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah. I mean, they had some pretty heavy episodes or heavy scenes. I mean, there's that one where uh, she makes friends with that one boy, the little boy. Yeah, and it's oh. that stuff one. Yeah. Towards the end, she's got he's basically got bit and she's got to take care of him. It's like, uh, okay, well, yeah, the other she meets a girl in the in that arcade. Those are pretty heavy scenes. It was, I, I, yeah, I agree. It's good so, stuff. The Last of Us. So, there should be another season coming at some point. Um, another one, CW Gotham Knights, probably. 
the last you'll ever see of superheroes on the CW. Hmm. Did uh, not see it. But yeah, it was okay. Did not, did not see Nothing it. great, but um now the next one I put on only because somebody told me it's really good and I just put it on there because I have to remember to watch it. It's on Paramount Plus called Rabbit Hole. I heard about that. I, I haven't seen it either. Never heard supposed of it. to be pretty good. So supposedly it's about, you know, I'm losing my papers again. Yeah. Um, supposedly it's about like some thieves and, you know, but they're almost kind of Robin Hood type. Right. Or, you know, yeah. they're, they're not just stealing for themselves or stealing for, you know, others to help others and things. But um, he said it has a very... Lupin flair to it, not the cartoon, but the French Lupin series that's been playing on Netflix, which is actually very good. If anyone, I think it has three seasons now. Hmm. Um, so the next one is Walking Dead, Dead City. That was a series with uh, with Maggie and Negan. Did he get picked up for a second season? I believe so, hmm. and it definitely left the story open for a second season where Negan is basically going to be Negan again. And there's one scene where he's like, he and Negan comes out. And uh, it's, if you watch the series, you'll know as soon as he, uh, he does this, it's a, uh, it's very Negan, but uh, I didn't realize how much of an asshole. Well, I won't say, I say, as I say, bitch, Maggie could be. Oh, I mean, he's gone uh, he, for a lot. He killed Glenn and all that, but in The Walking Dead, it was almost like she was kind of coming to the point where she was kind of accepting him as part of the group. And at the beginning of this series, it seems that's the way too. But then you find out, no, not so much. She's still got some problems with this guy. And yeah, so... Uh, I, I feel... Walking Dead is kind of like WTF Walking Dead, <laughs> the MCU. You know, there's there's zombie fatigue in the Keiko's household, and uh, not here. I still I watch this stuff. I, I feel as though the hammer. You know, they they should have struck the hammer with multiple series sooner, rather than so much later. Just my personal. Well, I mean, that brings it's the next one is Walking Dead. Daryl Dixon. Where Daryl oh, the first episode in France, and uh, it's it's actually very good. Um, and towards the end, you find out that uh, Carol will be coming back. But I think season two is supposed to be Daryl and Carol. Oh. But um, now, will that tie in in any way to the next one, which is uh, those who survive, which is Rick and Michonne? We'll see. We shall see. Um, next one, of course, is Secret Invasion. I think we crapped on that enough in the yeah. TFMCU series. Don't waste your time. But we also got Loki season three. Or two. 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 Season two. Yeah. It was good. Which, so. Yeah, that was in, you know, obviously that has ramifications that'll carry on in the MCU for movies to come, I think. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely, definitely a good one. And yeah, Short Round is in it, which was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Short Round. 
Uh, next one's a little little TV show called Ahsoka. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, I did enjoy that quite a bit. Open for a season two. <laughs> well, everything's going to be so delayed. It's like now we're going to have to watch all these like European series on freaking Netflix <laughs> for the next year because and it's it's tough. I, I've turned a few things on, watched an episode or two, and gone, oh man. And I'm not saying that you know there aren't some good series made in other places. There's a bunch of stuff that I've enjoyed like Deadlock from New Zealand, which is hilarious if you haven't seen it. I, it's a hilarious police drama comedy and there's other stuff out there too, but like some of this stuff, it's just like our TV, like, you know, 10% of it's really great. 90% of it is like crap. And that's the problem. You got to wade through all the crap. And now, now we're going to have to wade through all the European and Asian crap. So. Well, I'll tell you, Lupin, it's from France. It was shot in France, in French, et cetera. It's dubbed here, but very good. I uh, yeah. recommend it. He's a course, thief. He's a thief. So it's a, he basically, a he's a thief, but he models himself after the original Arsene Lupin. He, uh, his father gave him the novels. He's read all the books and all his crimes are patterned after Lupin. And so, you know, as they're trying to catch him in that, the only one who, there's two people that can really kind of predict what he's going to do, and that's his son, because he's been reading the novels. And then this one police detective who uh, who realizes that he's doing all this, these Lupin capers. And <laughs> he's got the books and the stories, and he's got it all mapped out in his office with the map and everything else and the graphs and Trying to trying to stay one step ahead of him, but uh, it's very good. It's a really good series. Reminds me of the uh, Son of the Pink Panther. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we have Strange New Worlds and Picard season three. Strange New Worlds season two, Picard season three. Picard season three was fantastic. I just rewatched it from the uh, the Blu-ray, okay. and I. Just started to dive into the extras on the Blu-ray, but Great watch, story. watching it like one episode after the other over like a few nights, very uh, rewarding. I, I was a little taken aback with fat balding data, but <laughs> you know, like Walker said, we change, uh, we get older, and uh, well, know, they he always he wanted to be human, so he's very human. He 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 went all in, I, you know, <laughs> but. No, I mean, I look at this and I ask myself two questions. One, why didn't they start this from the beginning instead of all the other crap they had? <laughs> I know. Talk to Patrick Stewart. And two, why didn't they just make a Riker series instead? Because <laughs> he is so good in, in season three. I mean, he was in season one and two, whatever, but he was so good in season three. He could have, I think, carried a sees uh, carried a series better than John Luke Picard or Patrick Stewart. There, there were good. interviews with uh, uh, Jonathan Frakes and um, you know, he's been a director for quite a number of years oh. and um, 
you know, when they asked him to come play Riker, it was just a small little, you know, bit in the first season, small little bit. When they said, no, the third season, we're going to. And he had to really take a look at who Riker was and where Riker would be now. And, you know, I, I, I assume all the actors, they did wonderful jobs. They, they did something similar. But Frakes really, like, poured into it and talked to, you know, Patrick, Sir Patrick, Marina, and, and you know, just the dynamics and those relationships because he spent most of the screen time talking between those two. It's just he's, he's such a wonderful director and a fantastic actor. And I agree. I would watch a, a Riker uh, series. No, no problem. No questions whatsoever. See, because watching the first two seasons and seeing Patrick Stewart on there, I thought season three would be like next generation in slow motion. <laughs> but but no, I mean, they they pulled it off. They didn't apologize for the actors being older. They, you know, they went with the fact that they were older and here's their weaknesses, here are their strengths. Uh, here's what they bring to the party. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was really good. After season two's waste of uh, John Delancey as, as Q, it was, a, it was a waste of his acting ability, of the character Q, the story that they told us. It was just... well. Season one, but especially season two, demonstrates why you don't want to have like an actor in control of the, the story, because essentially Patrick Stewart wanted to tell a story about his life, not about Picard's life. I mean, he's telling a story that is based on his experiences growing up and kind of his issues with his parents and all these other things. And it's like, this isn't really like what we knew about Picard per se. I mean, at one point in one episode, you know, he has a vision of his elderly mother and all this other stuff. And it's like, so why is he having this? Because Patrick Stewart, you know, and that's why the crew wasn't in the first two seasons. He wanted to focus on his character. You're absolutely he, right. You know, it's also why we had... Like Nemesis. Nemesis was him and Brett Spiner out of control. Yeah. Well, it's, it's very much like, uh, was it Moon Knight? Where it's like, okay, is Moon Knight going to even be in this series? Or, <laughs> um, well, you know, Patrick makes, no, Sir Patrick makes no apologies. He said as much on the book tour. Um, you know, he spoke about his father more than anything else in that broken relationship. And you feel for him. I mean, you know, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, season three of Picard, very, very good. Um, Strange New Worlds. I I love the actor that plays uh, this version of uh, uh, Captain Pike. Um, and thank you for the Mego Pike Walker. I forgot to thank you for that. <laughs> I was hoping you didn't that. have that already. I, I do not. I do not. But Anson Mount is is a wonderful actor. Uh, I believe he is underutilized, especially in season two. And it's funny, Lord Blood Raw and I will text after episodes while it was airing. <laughs> and I would, you know, I can't believe, you know, Nurse Chapel. They, they could have called her, and Walker and I have said this before, they could have called these characters any other name. 
Didn't have to be related to Khan. Didn't have to be a younger version of Chapel. He's Dr. Mabenga. And, you know, they're they're taking super drugs to to do these fantastic James Bond type escape things. And, you know, there's Klingon assassins and all this kind of crap. And and there's Lord Blood Rock. Oh, no, no, no. See, what they're doing is they're setting it up so that Christine and Spock, when, when they have that moment before the punk, and I'm like, am I, am I looking at this the wrong way? <laughs> am I so set in my ways that Kirk and Spock have to be these characters? Um, but he, he loves strange new worlds. Even, even the, the, uh, not the American Spock, but the human, uh, version of Spock. And I hated the human version of Spock. And, it, you know, he's, and then they sang. Yeah. And well, Buffy, everyone says, oh, Buffy, Buffy yeah. had a musical episode. That's, that's Buffy. You know, 60 Minutes isn't going to have a, six, you know, a musical episode. It doesn't. It's doesn't think, that's why Debbie and I were able to enjoy it, because we aren't. I mean, I love Kirk, Spock, McCoy and all those. But we're not so invested in these characters that they have a little fun with them. It's not going to kill us. Or, you know, if they go off and, you know, do something that's not exactly canon. Yeah, it's not going to kill us. It's like uh, a different. It's a different story, maybe a different universe. Who knows? But um, yeah, we were able to enjoy it for what it was. Hey, I told the same thing to Lord Bloodrime, and I tell everybody: you love something, love it, support it. You're looking at the only man on Earth, at least on Planet Eight, that loves Batman versus Superman. So you know, you embrace it. Um, Walker, she loves that show with Mother, the wolf and the the flying robot. Raised by wolves. Raised by wolves. Could have had another season, God. That was the one I was just like, oh. That was a great show. That was a great show. And well, and, I, I, I am one of those or, uh... <laughs> I have a hard time with Strange New Worlds. Just because, yeah, I think it's... They go back in time and Con Nooney and Singh is a nine-year-old kid in, like, Toronto. I, I think, for me, it's sort of like they they play a little too fast and loose with stuff. Um, and I also just feel like it just kind of shows that they don't really understand the show that well. Like, oh, we can do this, we can do that, whatever. But you know what? They're not making Star Trek for me anymore. So I just have to kind of accept it. And you you remember the conventions we would go to and and the, the old person would go to the front to the speaker and whether it was Jimmy Doohan or Leonard Nimoy and they'd get upset because the Klingons now have ridges on their forehead. The, the Klingons shouldn't have mm. the motion picture. I feel like this is worse than that, but I see the point. I see, I see what is happening to me. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, uh, I'll still watch it. Um, enjoy it for what it is. Um, and then the other one we talked, we've talked about in a few sensor sweeps, or at least I have, is Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV. And uh, 
Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell playing the same character perfectly. Um, and again, I think as of this recording, I think episode nine comes out this week, I believe. Yep. And nine and 10 are very good back to back. 10 has the big surprise at the end. Ooh. I'll tell you what it is, but it definitely sets up. Peanuts. Uh, even if possible. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, Ewoks come through. <laughs> and do the Nub Nub song. At the hey, those e Ewoks, you got to watch out. They ate those stormtroopers that they killed. <laughs> They almost ate Han and Luke and uh, or Leia. The brains out of the helmets was that <laughs> slurp? Dangerous. Yeah, I may have to get Apple TV for that. And uh, I heard a lot of good things about for all mankind. So yeah, and supposedly J.J. Abrams has in the planning stages a new TV series based on Speed Racer. So. Another reason to have Apple TV Plus. It's not like he hasn't screwed up other franchises. You know, you never know. Screw up one more. Ryan Cougar is supposed to be relaunching the X Files. So, yeah, I know, don't. What's old is new. Why can't they just make like new stuff? Don't they have their own ideas? I don't well, they did. We had the Last of ideas. Us and uh, a few other things that were new. Yeah, pretty well, good. Well, I I have enjoyed the heck out of the second season of What If. I don't know if you guys. Yeah, we, yeah, we we just got done watching that. Yeah, yeah it was it's interesting. They released like an episode a night for like a week. Yeah, but you know, I, I had to go on a little a little venture down the rabbit hole on this because I thought the guy who did Tony Stark's voice was really good. Mm -hmm. And looking back, he's been doing Tony Stark's voice through all the Avengers assembled cartoons and all the different Marvel movies and specials and everything else. So he's been doing Tony Stark probably for the last like 10 years. More so than Robert Downey. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. He's done more episode, more hours of Tony Stark than Robert Downey Jr. Did, but... His voice is good, but I don't like the way they draw Tony oh, Stark. He looks man. weird to me. Um, pig like, it's like a pig man. Island from Dr. Moreau. <laughs> it struck me that we have more hours of Peggy Carter's Captain Carter than we have Steve Rogers uh, as Captain America. Do we? Between, between season one and two, well, you get what, like 30, 45 minutes per episode, eight episodes. Mm -hmm. She's not in every single episode, every single minute, but... I feel like she's gotten a lot of screen time, which is okay. I mean, I like. You know, I think Cap her. had more because you got to figure he had three movies plus all the Avengers films and so yeah, three movies, six hours, Avengers films, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it's it, it's all good. Um, another series that uh, Jazz and I really really enjoyed. Season four was earlier this year, and that's um, the Servant. M. Night Shalahan um, on Apple TV. Real creepy. And and the kid, he's a man now, who played um, Weasley, uh, uh, Harry Potter's friend. Uh, 
I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but the the redhead kid with the, the freckles. The ginger kids. Yeah, the ginger yeah. kid. Yeah, he was in uh, Knock at the Cabin. <laughs> and he, he, you know, in, in Harry Potter, I don't know if, I, I think that's his real accent, but he has a real good New York accent in in uh, The Servant. And that is one creepy, it, it's not scary, it's not gothic, it's not gory. It's just really creepy. And it's a slow burn. I, I don't know where they're going with this, uh, but uh, but it, it's a damn good series. It's, hmm. Season four was earlier this year. You know, with the strike and everything, I don't know when we'll see a, a season five, but. How many per season? Uh, how many episodes? Yeah. Ten. Okay. Doable. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're, they're about an hour uh, or so. Yeah. We're, we're about, I mentioned before the episode, we're like six episodes in on the eight episodes of Fall of the House of Usher. And that's uh, very loosely, loosely, loosely based on the Edgar Allan Poe Fall of the House of Usher. But this is more in a corporate setting. The Ushers are a family that own this big pharmaceutical corporation. And uh, basically the kids are getting the kids. Well, the kids are all you know, in their 20s, 30s. But they're all getting knocked off one by one. And the father is talking to this one one guy who's known for years telling him the story of like how each member of the family was was killed or died and um and he can see he has he's he's basically thinking he's going into dementia and he's having a certain type of alzheimer's where you see you hallucinate a lot and so he sees a lot of his children come back in you know in their pre or their post death forms, and uh, yeah, it's definitely creepy. It's got a few kind of jump jump startles and things, but we uh, we started watching the other night, so I'm looking forward to to seeing where that goes. It's it's on my list, <clears throat> on on the long list. Yeah. Now, one movie I forgot, which we watched the other night was uh exorcist believer oh yeah we saw that one too that was okay so that was interesting it's now a pair of girls that get yeah. they basically go off and they get lost in the forest and by the time they're returned they're both possessed yeah and uh they bring back the mother i can't remember the actress's name the mother from the original exorcist as she's sort of a consultant she had written a book on uh on reagan's possession yeah. yeah it's it's good it's very creepy and it's be definitely better than uh was it, exorcist 2 the pazuzu i like the second one it was it was interesting i haven't seen it for a while first one's but... a classic second yeah, i don't know third one was okay yeah uh, and then there's repossessed with what linda blair and leslie nielsen <laughs> yeah <laughs> Well, well, it sounds like we've gotten to that point of the show where we have our censors. Let's let you guys have any other uh, remembrance of, of stuff in 2023. Coming down, coming down to the last couple episodes, I think, of Ultraman Blazar. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Uh, and where is that? I think it's good. N Netflix? Uh, YouTube. 
There's Fine. actually an Ultraman channel on YouTube and all the series come out basically they they air in Japan and then they're out here like the next day. Boom, boom. Oh, that's cool. And this one is the first that's subtitled and dubbed, so you can choose between the two. Yeah. I say that Ultraman Blaze are kind of he kind of represents us old guys. Uh, okay. Because you know, most of the Ultramans when they're fighting the monster, you know, they're like, ha! <laughs> but Blazar, like, he grunts and groans through the whole thing. He, like, gets Ooh, knocked over and getting up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Has to stop I could only do the same bathroom. thing. But if I'm down playing with Teddy or something and I got to get up, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, before we go, I do want to do an honorable mention for Blue Eyes Samurai. And that's on Netflix. Uh, I've seen it on there, but I have not watched it. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who told me to watch it or recommended it. And uh, boy, we, we had to binge. There were some late nights. I felt like I was playing City of Heroes. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to go to sleep. I'm like, ah, I got to find out. How many episodes are there? God. What's that? How many episodes are there? 10 or 12, 8. I don't know. I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. It's on it's Netflix. All, it's all in blur. <laughs> Well, you're saying you had to stay up, and I, was, I thought it was going to be like 50 episodes or something. No, no. We, you know, I, I wake up early in the morning, and I usually go to bed by like 10, 10.30. So me staying up till midnight and getting four hours sleep is, is a big deal. So I, I don't know how you do that. I'm usually, it's like, well, I'm usually about in bed by this time every night. <laughs> Not between 9 and 9.30 every night. I go to bed at like 10.30, 11, get up at 6, but... Debbie gets um, four. Yeah, I'm up at Jasmine, five. Jasmine says... That's like middle of the night for me. I can't do it. Yeah, I just, she's like, you're the only person I've ever met who when you say goodnight within five minutes, you're out. And I'm like, baby, you're it's exhausted. called exhaustion. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it. Physically some and nights mentally. I just stay in, some nights I just lay there and stare at the ceiling for hours. Oh, Never. Yeah, that doesn't happen to me. Never. I mean, I, if anything, I'll wake up like a half hour before my alarm thinking of all the crap I got to do. Isn't that the worst? Oh, it's like, terrible. There's nothing worse than like waking up and you're thinking, oh, I probably got three or four more hours of sleep. And it's like <laughs> 30 minutes before the alarm's going to go off. It's like totally. Damn. No, I just sometimes yeah, if Debbie's alarm wakes me up, then sometimes, yeah, my mind will start like. Let's see, what am I going to have to do today? Oh, I got to work on this and that. And I got to do, and then, yeah, I never get back to sleep, but, right. but I won't get out of bed till six anyway. It's like, <laughs> damn it, I'm going to stay until six. You, that's right. Well, look, kids, we've come to that part of the show where we are going to share with you, especially after Christmas, just, just a few things. Oh, oh, oh. Just, just a few things uh, in our sensor sweep. Um, and so uh, who would like to kick off the sensor sweep? Well, I got a bunch of stuff, but let, let's go to Bob so he can show I, I can, his I'll, I'll try to do these quick because we are kind of uh, far into the episode. <laughs> um, can always save some for next go round too. Hey, just, just stop me when you get bored. <laughs> um, Mill Creek came out with the best of Ultra 7. That aside, it also came out with 
volume two of their kaiju battle. Volume one was Red King. This one is episodes of Balton. And uh, one of the thing I'll say about those two is uh, my sci-fi Japan partner and good friend Keith Aiken chose all the episodes and wrote the booklets for him and stuff. Nice. Um, this one I just got because Kino Lober had a uh, Lorber had a uh, sale going on, and I picked up the Blu-ray of It: Terror from Beyond Space. Oh, cool. Nice. You gotta love Kino Lorber. Crash Corrigan with his chin hanging out of the alien mask. And then this one, um, the Prince are from Fortune Star, but I'm going to have to put my glasses on here for just a second. One moment. It was a three-film set, and uh, I cannot see what company released it, but it's basically a Region 2 or something from England. Winners and Sinners, My Lucky Stars, and Twinkle Twinkle Lucky Stars, three Jackie Chan films that were uh, directed by Sammo Hung and featuring a comedy group from uh, from Hong Kong called the Lucky Stars. And nice. They're very funny if you haven't seen them. Uh, this one I bought from my good friend Kevin D'Antonio. X Plus put out a model kit. Not your typical vinyl Japanese model kit. This is a plastic kit modeled after the old Aurora model kit. Same scale, same style. And this is Revenge of the Creature. Ooh. So uh, I think when I retire, I've got all these model kits downstairs. When I retire, I'm going to learn how to airbrush and build all these things. And then Christmas gifts, really quick. From Debbie, I got Jig of Steel. Ooh. The guy robot that uh, I've always liked. I finally got the whole series subtitled. I need to watch that. But we were in a store and I saw that, so she picked it up for me. My stepson Michael got me Ultraman Zero. That's <laughs> all. Uh, he's in his kind of changing pose. That's cool. That's, uh, and then Kevin gave me for Christmas an M1, like all silver Ultraman. Oh, that's cool. There he is. Pretty big. Very cool. Nice. Kind of reminds me of some of the, the old, like, Popey toys and made a little bull mark in it. So that was my haul. Other nice. than I did buy myself this jacket, which is very expensive. But if you're watching on YouTube, it's got Godzilla on one breast, Mothra on the other, and on the back, if you can see it, Oh, yeah. Two of them battles. But uh, quick story Quick story on this jacket, which I thought was kind of funny, is I had a doctor's appointment I had to go to. And that morning, Kevin and I went out and saw uh, Godzilla Minus One on IMAX. Ooh. And I had this jacket on. I had a Godzilla T-shirt on. And so I thought I was going to be able to come back to the house and change before the doctor's appointment, but I didn't have time. So I went right to it. This jacket like reverses and it's got some cool black and blue. It's very plain. So I figured, well, I'll just reverse it and they won't think I'm that big a geek. And uh, so I'm in there and uh, I took the jacket off, threw it on the chair. And the nurse who was like taking my blood pressure and all that, she saw the t-shirt. 
And so the first thing she asks is, have you seen the new movie? I've seen it twice. And I say, yeah, I saw it for the third time today. Check out this jacket. <laughs> First it again and put it back on. But yeah, so I'm getting more and more comments from people about Godzilla these days than I ha ever have. Just I think because of minus one and, you know, Godzilla versus Kong and the new one coming out, people are seeing the trailers for that. So yeah, it's a, it's a very Godzilla time, a good Godzilla time to be alive. Uh, we were some friends were at Harry's Hofbra and I had a famous monsters Godzilla shirt on. We we're going to go see the film. And this lady in line's like, Oh my God, that's a Godzilla shirt. That's so cool. I'm like, yeah, we're getting ready to go see the movie. She's like, there's a movie. <laughs> yeah, there's 30 some movies. But... Yeah. It's called minus one. It's in theaters. Well, she was just amazed that there was a Godzilla movie playing in a, theater and i'm like oh it's, it's on there no we watch them on pluto tv or whatever but i'm like oh cool do you guys do you guys get pluto oh, yeah, yeah. Do, do you have problems with it like i noticed this is totally off track but since you just mentioned it <laughs> i'll be watching like the star trek channel on pluto tv and man it goes in and out in and out like it, the signal and it's not just the star trek channel because then i'll go to try to check all the other channels and it's just constantly going in and out i watched obviously i watched the godzilla channel on pluto and tokushatsu which has everything from ultraman to common rider to sentai shows yeah i haven't had any problems at all it's the only uh service i have problems with everything else is fine but pluto for whatever reason, it's just always problematic. I've got that sonic fiber internet that's just like grease lightning. Man, I need to get yeah. me some of that. I need we to get my uh... trans warp internet. Because before <laughs> I got sonic and I was on Comcast, um, I would be watching, God, what was it? Oh, Star Trek Discovery. I'd always have stutter problems and freeze ups, and I got the sonic internet, and it's hey, hey, kids, I I'm gonna refocus us into our urine <laughs> review. Please do, please do. We, we, we just had a five minute like uh internet, Segway. Uh, yeah, I know. Bitch. Sorry, kids, that, that's okay. Yeah, sorry, kids. Um, anyway, that's all the stuff I bought and got. Okay, let uh, Walker, would you like to go next? Sure, I'll go next. I don't get quite the haul I used to at Christmas. Well, you I get can... older, your friends die off, and you just don't get that many. Uh -oh. uh, well, you know, or you get divorced or whatever. Um, now, I could show you the leather jacket I got. It's very nice. I could show you the socks I got. Those are very nice. But, you know, not that cool. Hey, we were talking about cable TV to internet service, too, so bring <laughs> it out. <laughs> Now, I did. My good oh. friend, Mr. Larry, got me this magnificent Conan the Barbarian official story of the film book. This is really nice. Isn't it? I, I, yeah, I'm glad you like it. I actually plowed. You can see my bookmark. I plowed halfway through already. Oh. Um, it's just chock full of pictures and all the information about you know, oh, we couldn't film in Yugoslavia. We went to Spain and, you know, all this stuff. So a lot of great information. So thank you. 
Larry for that. Really cool. Um, also got myself as a gift from a gift card. Ooh. This book, uh, it is the newest um, novel in the Murderbot series called System Collapse by Martha Wells. Um, it's all about a, I don't know, android cyborg that is a, sort of this security bot in, in a far future that gets involved in all these different adventures and is also trying to deal with like having sort of um, sentience and emotions and stuff. Interesting thing. And then a final thing I'll just share, um, which I've been plowing through, not genre related, but maybe of interest to our listeners, viewers, is uh, this massive tome called The Lyrics by Sir Paul McCartney and another guy who helped him write it. Um, <laughs> very interesting. Most of his songs, although not all his songs, but most of his songs are here, um, helped me realize that um, I have been singing the wrong words to live and let die for <laughs> some years. <That> hilarious. <laughs> so that can be said by any number of songs, you know, and he's got nice stories about the songs or his process for songwriting, which like, he's just like, Oh yeah, I sit down I do this for like three hours and I get a song and it's like, dude, that's not what most people can do. You know, he doesn't <laughs> realize it's a gift. So, well, to, br to bring it back into the genre. <laughs> yes. Did he talk about Magneto and Titanium Man? Yes, he has that in there. And he says that he really likes comic art. And so it was sort of, and he talks about comic art and pop art. And he said that was sort of his tribute to comic art. That's cool. Yeah, because mm -hmm. he did, was it, you know, he did that and he mentions the Crimson Dynamo in there and everything. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he said he enjoyed reading comics and he loved the art in comics. And that well, if you look at uh, Help, they're in their little apartment there, and his organ that comes musical instrument organ raising <laughs> <laughs> out of the floor, <laughs> and he has all these comic books lined up on it. So, yeah, yes. So I can't mention Oregon and rising up without that, that was great. putting it into context. <laughs> We're going all over tonight. <laughs> oh, that was a great walker. You know, the funny thing is, is yours truly needs uh, socks and lederhosen, but nope, <laughs> didn't pick any of those up. No practical <laughs> gifts. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge fan, Bob and Karen also, of Tiki. The culture, the establishments, um, tiki lounges. And so locally, um, they had these Miracle on Market Street, Miracle on Telegraph. Wherever these taverns, lounges, or bars were, they had a tiki takeover. And um, it was Christmas-themed. So you'd have like polar bears and Jack Skellington. And uh, one of them had a leg lamp from uh, Christmas Story. <laughs> Um, and anyway, the naughty and nice shot glass, not really genre related, but, uh, it's a Santa with a black handle and a red handle. And, uh, you know, there were different kinds of shots you could get if you were naughty or nice. You should have had Santa and Krampus. Well, they introduced, uh, not a small shot, but there was a Krampus mug and, um, they weren't selling them this year. 
but really? I, I think they'll sell them next year. They just show it and say, bet you don't have one of these. No, no, you can buy the Krampus drink. It's I, I got one in Fireball and it had cinnamon and, you know, some other kind of stuff in it. Um, what they did sell this year, what Jenny Martin got was a unicorn tiki mug, um, which, you know, hey, to each his own. I, I, I didn't feel, you know, it was more Christmassy than tiki so i didn't i didn't purchase that but uh anyway yeah miracle on every year check your local tiki bars or taverns and they may have them uh speaking of bars and establishments a card game called rum rum the competitive game of tiki mixology So when you and Karen come over to visit, fascinating, we'll 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 make our cocktails uh, based <laughs> on these ingredients on this card. <clears throat> My dear wife Jasmine, knowing that I do lots of research for lots of episodes for our podcast, got me this tome, the Star Wars timelines, <laughs> and this is a this is a thick one here and. For those of you watching on YouTube, you get to see the cover and some of the inside of the books and stuff. So I'll be utilizing that. You know, what happens is after a year, though, with all the product, because of the strike, I might get two years out of this. Um, it gets outdated eventually. But mm-hmm. always. This was a uh, commander gift to the commander. I've been wanting this for a while. Oh. Star Trek. Year five. Nice. What happened to year four? (laughs) What's that? What happened to year four? I didn't share that last year. (laughs) Uh, There is a book on year four? Yeah. Oh, okay. Isn't the animated series year four? No. Well, yeah, that's right. The animated series is year four. But yeah, they've been putting stuff out. IDW. This is the deluxe edition. (laughs) And it's well-written and well-drawn. Again, those of you on YouTube, you get to check that out. Um, well, it's a big comic book. It's a graphic novel, and they put a bunch of uh, issues together. I guess there's a, a monthly series. Um, yeah, I, I, if I was still regularly going to comic shops, I'd be checking that out, because I've heard a lot of good things about their Star Trek series. I mean, look at the artwork. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, those of you on YouTube, um, you know, I go to the local, we only have two shops left in town and one is kind of out of town, um, a couple miles away. And I don't go there every week like I used to, but I try to keep the brick and mortars in business. God knows I've gotten enough stuff off of Amazon. Um, anyway, and, and I drop off little, um, planet eight postcards too. So when you guys go to the comic (laughs) shop, you can, yeah, there's two comic shops down by where I work. There's none where I live, but um, two by where I work. So there's one that I frequent. I have subscriptions there for. There used to be like a dozen, yeah. you know, in the area, and they're gone. Well, now it's all online cyber comic stuff. Or Amazon. I mean, there is a ton yeah. of stuff. You know, one day we got a delivery of like uh, Jasmine got me a, a pizza stone for the oven. And, you know, shoes, toothpicks, you know, watch batteries, <laughs> like this box came with all this like crap that we'd otherwise go to a hardware store and a comic store and a shoe store. And anyway. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, sometimes, you know, there's things to be said about, hey, I'm going out shopping today. Yeah, or I'm going to go to a bookstore and I'm going to look at the book. You go out to all these places, it's like... Right, exactly. Yeah, I miss flipping my way through record stores and all the stuff you discover just flipping through bins and things. Well, if you're ever out in Berkeley, they still have Rasputin's. Yeah, there's a uh, streetlight out in Campbell. Oh, streetlight! Oh, and there used to be a... used to be a Rasputin's there. I think it's it... it's there, but it's only open like three days, uh, Saturday and Sunday being two of those three days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, streetlight's still out there too. Um, last but not least, certainly my dear friend uh, Walker purchased because again we do a lot of research for uh, the podcast. And gosh dang it, I just love Disney. So this is the Walt Disney Film Archives, the animated movies from 1921 to 1968. Well, and I didn't know. Now, I had bought a smaller version of that for you years ago, and I didn't know if it survived the fire. Um, I don't know. um, We're still, we're getting ready to move back in another two months they're putting the finishing touches on the house um and i haven't gone through all the boxes yet of things that survived and didn't survive uh but i i remember that and and what so when i saw this a little man tear kind of appeared uh because <laughs> this heifer is huge <laughs> uh, so but i love the other one appear on january 1st when uh steamboat willie went into public domain <laughs> No, but I read today they're already working on a horror movie with Steamboat Mickey. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Egg-Leg like Pete. And, you know, already. Look at the beautiful animation <laughs> picture. And and I, I haven't dug into this yet, but man, oh, man, there's a lot of good information. Um, more so than the, than the first copy you got me, buddy, I'm sure. So... so- Anyway, that's uh, that's all the the stuff I got to to share in this sensor sweep. Uh, we've we've gone uh, over our allotted uh, <laughs> usual bit, right? as usual. <laughs> I wasn't timing this one, so I don't know how far we're in. But uh, we'll we'll talk. <laughs> but uh, you know, let me just say, uh, happy New Year to you all, to the crew of Planet Eight. Uh, thank you guys dearly for your your love and support and and doing this uh, great show. Uh, you know, every two weeks for the over five years, uh, I love and appreciate you both. And to our listeners, we love and appreciate you to continue to support us. Uh, comments on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, share the show, like, subscribe. Um, any last words, Bob, Karen, before we, we close out our first episode of 2024? Well, just, uh, you know, Happy New Year. And I'm kind of hoping, because you look on social media and every year it's like, oh, thank God that year is over. Now we got another hell to live through. But yeah. I'm kind of hoping that people, if we all take a positive attitude about 2024, maybe we can turn things around and have a good year at least until the elections come up, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's all try to get the mojo out there and make twenty twenty four 
a good year for everyone. Amen to that. Yeah, second that idea. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of it is uh, the attitude that we have and the, the company we keep. And so, again, we consider ourselves very fortunate. You all take care. And uh, until we meet again, this is Planet 8 signing off. Take care. Peace out. On that note, this will conclude this transmission from Planet 8. We would like to thank all of our intergalactic audience for listening. Be sure to head on over to our website at www.planet8podcast.com where you can get more information on this episode's topic. For more conversation, find us on Twitter at Planet8Cast. Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash planet8podcast. We want to thank you guys for tuning in each and every episode. We look forward to your input and opinions. Until next time, this is Planet 8, signing off. End transmission. By George, he's got it. It is the end.